Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting to pharmacist Elise Apolloni from The Capital Chemist all about diabetes medications and what you need to know. Here's part one. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day. I am super excited about today's episode. I've got another special guest from The Capital Chemist with me today. But for those of you tuning in to The Daily Dollop show for the first time, my name is Kate Freeman and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of The Healthy Eating Hub and The Healthy Eating Clinic. And fun fact about me is that... I actually um, am one of those crazy overthinker people who meet someone for the first time and then I get, particularly if I really like them, and then I, I ramble and just say random things that come to my mind and often overshare. And then I'm one of those people who thinks about it for hours later, like, oh, oh and then cringe and think, why did you say that like that? <laughs> but one of the reasons that I love being an overthinker is that I also can come up with super curly questions for my guests. And so I would love to introduce my guest today. It's Elise Apolloni and Elise is a community pharmacist and a diabetes educator from the Capital Chemist Group and from one of um, the Canberra chemists. And so I reached out to my team with this guest because diabetes is a super common nutritional complaint that we manage at the Healthy Eating Clinic. Um, we're constantly talking about diabetes and they we've got so many questions. So hi, Elise. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me, Kate. No worries at all. It's so, I literally nerded out so much on this and then I was so excited when my team was just as enthusiastic about chatting all about diabetes medications to you. So ah, I'm keen for this. Excellent. So why not we get just started by, you know, finding out a little bit more yeah, about you and how you found your way into pharmacy. Sure. So I've been a pharmacist for 10 years now and I've been working in pharmacies around Canberra since I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. That is quite a few years now, 15 years or so. Yep. I became a pharmacist because I love helping people. I get paid to talk for a living um, and it's just really gratifying, much like probably yourself, um, to meet lots of inspiring people and follow them on a health journey. And so here here we are, um, a couple of years into my degree, I developed a special interest in mental health and also um, a couple of years after that, diabetes, which Mm. is why I did some more studies in that area. Yeah, I love it. And in true dollop style... Do you have a fun fact about yourself that you'd like to share? I do. I do. And my fun fact is food related for this podcast. (laughs) Um, I have a big problem um, or a big love of Parmesan cheese, (laughs) Grana Padano specifically. Oh my gosh, you my have a specific type of Parmesan. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. My husband is Italian and I, and I, you know, I think my love of Parmesan cheese, sort of, <laughs> it was always going to lead me towards <laughs> someone, someone from Italy. so, so good. 
So, so I um, often seek out foods that I can eat because it goes nicely with um, with my preferred cheese, which is a bit sad. But nah, I love that and respect <laughs> that so much. Um, absolutely, um, yeah. That is seriously, I reckon one of the best fun facts we've had from a guest on this show. So, thank you very much. Um, I'm going to think about you every time I eat Parmesan cheese now. So that's excellent. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, I mean, specifically, I want to chat to you about type 2 diabetes, obviously being quite distinctly different from type 1 um, in managing it. And so, you know, certainly it's a pretty common condition these days. Um, And chronic disease, we find a pretty good chunk. I don't actually know the stats, but a a pretty good chunk of our clients coming through our clinic would have type Mm. 2 diabetes, either newly diagnosed or, you know, they've had it for a while and they're just still working on managing it. Mm. In your experience, like how necessary are the medications prescribed by the GP for someone? I mean, I don't think a GP would prescribe a medication unless they thought it was necessary. So I suppose from that standpoint, they are um, trying to do what's best for the person that they're, you know, helping with their healthcare and their diabetes. I I think that obviously there are other options in diabetes. So often um, lifestyle modification and diet is looked at, um, but then at some point um, for some people, um, particularly, um, you know, maybe if um, the other, you know, lifestyle modifications and diet hasn't quite hit the mark in terms of where we want to be, um, then medication will be considered um, by the GP and the person that takes it, obviously, mm. as sort of a next step. And hopefully that helps um, hit hit some of the targets, I suppose, or reach some of the common goals um, that that person has for themselves and for their, their health. Yeah. So, is it a possibility for people who have been prescribed these medications that if they were to start making significant change, like enough change in their food and exercise habits, that they could come off these medications eventually? It's not impossible. And I think I've listened to some of your other podcasts before, actually, and um, you've spoken about sort of the length of time that someone has had diabetes for, and that obviously um, determines it to an extent as well. So it's not an absolute rule, but I certainly have seen people who have had changes in their medication, and that may not be coming off medication completely. That may also be a reduction in medicines. Maybe if you were taking three tablets a day, you might take less or you might only take one type of drug instead of a few different types. So there is a possibility there, but there's no guarantees. (laughs) And it's different for everyone. It's individualized. So what works for one person may not work for the next person. So it's a tricky space, but it is possible. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, you know, one of the things that's often from my experience, misunderstood about diabetes is that it is a progressive disease as well. And so it often, you know, people can have it for a really long time or they at least can be insulin resistant for a really long time before it's caught. And so it just depends, right, where we catch people in the process and then how they're able to make changes and what's going on in their body. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Yeah, and I think, Mm. and that's why, you know, from our perspective, it's like, we get so cross when we see that really blanket diabetes recommendations online because we think, oh, but it's so individualized. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure you probably yeah. come across that as well. 
Yeah, and and like and we have we have people that um you know their GP is watching um their blood their blood results really closely for many many years you know based on family history or other risk factors or you know a red flag blood test historically and so they're caught as you say very early um in that journey and then we have other people who perhaps um don't have their health checked as regularly or or you know were under the radar and as a result then you know they can be quite a bit of the way um down down the path as you say which makes things a little trickier but mm. not you know everything's manageable we've just got to find the right combination of things um to to get the best the best outcomes yeah absolutely so can you walk me through what the different types of diabetes medications there are yes and there are many different types i bet <laughs> <to> yeah <be laughs> um, yeah um so so I suppose the way of looking at diabetes medicines, how I like to explain it to people is, you know, you want to go from your house to the park and you could go to the park on a bike or with your feet by walking or running. You could take a car trip. Um, and so that's so that's what it's like for medicines for diabetes. So the destination is ultimately to reduce your blood glucose levels and to regulate um, blood glucose in your body. Um, and then the way we get there um, can be different depending on what type of medication um, you use. So we have... Um, rather than listing all the drug classes, which I could do, but it's not particularly oh, meaningful. The scientific um, <laughs> nerd in me like almost wants you to, but I fully, yeah. I can, but I don't think it's helpful. But if, no, that's if fine. you want me to say the fun words, I can. Um, um, but some of the medications, for example, um, tell your pancreas to pump out more insulin, yep. um, which in turn will lower your blood glucose levels. Some medicines say to your muscles, hey, do your bit pull up more glucose out of the blood. Yep. Um, some of the medicines um, stop you absorbing glucose as much from your diet. So at the level of the gut, it actually says, you know, we'll just let that go through the bowels. Um, and some medicines even tell your kidneys to let out more glucose than what they would normally otherwise so you can get rid of it um, through your urine. So so there's a few different strategies. Some medicines um, sort of mimic, um, you know, insulin um, secretion and they sort of stimulate that to happen as well. And of course, there is insulin itself, which, yeah. um, you know, can be used in type 2 diabetes as well. Um, most of the medications are taken by mouth, so they're oral formulations, but some of the medications are injectable medications as well with mm. a really fine needle. Um, certainly the friendliest needle you'll ever see. Um, <laughs> That's but, nice you to know, know. It is a needle nonetheless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're very fine needles compared to, you know, how you get your flu shot or your blood test, for example. Um, but, but yeah, most of the medications are taken by mouth. And generally speaking, in type 2 diabetes, um, the first medicines um, that people are started on are a tablet type formulation. And then over time, if those medicines aren't the, quite the right match, um, then there'll be sort of different tablets that may be used or the introduction of some of the um, medicines that are in injectable form, mm. which aren't always just insulin. There are another type of medicine um, that yeah. come in an in injection too. Wow. Yeah. I just learned so much then because the only medication that I'm familiar with is metformin, um, which seems to be, from what I can gather, one of the most common ones that's prescribed. Yes. But I love yes. how you were saying, you know, some medications like tell the pancreas to do this or tell the muscles to do that. And I love that so much because I like to use, give um, body parts personalities to tell the stories <laughs> to clients. You know, when when I have yeah. a client that's like, oh, I'm insulin resistant, but they don't really know what that means. So then I sort of am yeah. trying to explain the physiology 
But I'm like, oh, insulin's like a bouncer and he's like knocking on the door and he's like, take the glucose, yeah. you know. Um, and then yeah. the cell is not listening and ignoring insulin. And so then yeah. uh, metformin comes and he's like a mediator. He's like, guys, let's just listen to each other. Let's work together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, no, that's a really great analogy. Is it yeah. a good? Because I sometimes yeah. wonder if I've maybe like messed up my chemistry slightly in that analogy, but it does help the client sort of understand why where metformin sort of plays a role in all of this and and things. Yes, absolutely. So one of the things that I've experienced with clients, but certainly I don't see clients much these days comparatively, but it's something that pops up regularly in my dietetic team is that people are feeling um, pretty rubbish when they first start on the mm-hmm. medications. Um, yep. They get side effects. And so there's this whole idea of like, do I persevere? Is it going to be like this forever? And that uncertainty, you know, obviously then makes them either stop taking them or do you know what I mean? And or being consistent. Yes. So what should they do if someone's starting to feel pretty crappy on their meds? What would you advise them to do? Well, the first thing to reassure everyone is that every medicine has potential side effects and not everybody that takes a medicine will have a side effect. Of, but some people will. Mm. And if we're talking about sort of often what is the very first medicine that people will try um, in type 2 diabetes being metformin, like you mentioned, this medicine, um, yeah, is a bit of a culprit for making people feel unwell when they first start it. And so there are a few things that um, can happen. There's, there's a whole list of things that are listed in the information leaflet that um, you, you'll have with that medicine. But um, in particular, um, people who perhaps start on a higher dose are more likely to experience um, those those side effects. So mm-hmm. um, GPs will often prescribe a lower dose um, to sort of, you know, ease it in, go, what did they say, start low, go slow. Yep. Um, to sort of gradually build it up. Um, and then having it with food can minimise a lot of the nausea type problems. But also a lot of people experience di- um, diarrhea with metformin and mm. quite quite unpleasantly. But again, usually people are reassured to persevere with that um, in, in the first few days and weeks if they can. But for some people, and there are a proportion of people, um, you know, for whatever reason, it may, it's just not a good fit. And that's, that's completely okay. Mm. And there are some like with all medicines, other side effects other than just those. There's other things that can bother people as well um, or are more serious as well that need to be um, addressed um, by ceasing the medicine. Mm. But again, um, that's a good time to be in regular touch with your pharmacist and GP um, to sort of, I suppose, decide if it's something that you want to persevere with or do we try plan B? Because there's plenty of other options. We don't ha- we don't only have metformin in our arsenal. There's a whole heap of different choices. Yeah. So we don't have to put up with one particular medicine if it's not the right fit for that person. That's it for today's episode. Tune in to the final part tomorrow. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.